0: Welcome everyone to the Hen House, but before we begin, if you haven't done so yet, please click that follow button and follow us for all of the episodes when they drop. I am your host, Karen Esparza. Amanda couldn't be here today due to a scheduling conflict, but that's okay. Not to worry, because we have a guest, a very good friend of mine. Hi, Laurel. Hello. Good How evening. You? Right? Good evening. Good morning. What are we? We don't even know anymore. I don't know good everything depends on what depends on what side of the country you're on exactly good morning good afternoon good evening yeah and all and all of the above Mm -hmm. i like i like how you covered it all yeah there you go so thank you for being my guest today i appreciate you being here absolutely thank you for inviting me yeah of course i thought you know who would know better about this subject than laurel right (laughs) we talk about it we talk about it a lot
1: Uh, yes we do yes we most certainly do i'm pretty sure we're qualified experts now
0: yeah yeah i think so right we're experts without the without the degree and and all that fancy paper on the wall
1: right and the letters behind our names yeah yeah yeah
0: -hmm. i I think i think so i think you're right so Mm -hmm. on on that's that's what we're going to do so on today's episode what we're going to be talking about is unhealthy relationships how to how to recognize them setting boundaries and what has helped us move forward with better mental health because you know when you are in a unhealthy relationship and you realize that that's where you're at you get to this sense of mental health right it becomes a priority you realize like this isn't going to this isn't going to work for me anymore so Absolutely. you get you get smarter, right? And as you get smarter, then you start to realize that you can actually have an opinion on the subject, but that's just, that's just my opinion. But do you, well, I don't think you do. I think we've discussed this already. You don't watch the real housewives, right? You said you don't watch any of it like whatsoever, nothing at all. I do not. So they have uh, the real housewives of Dubai. I love, 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 love this show. And I love it because they have, a housewife on there by the name of Mary. Mary's very spiritual. She's, She is all about keeping her mental health as a priority. She talks a lot about um, unhealthy relationships with friends, family, um, her exes, that type of thing. And I was actually scrolling through TikTok and just crazy enough, I, I found a podcast that she was, um, she was a guest on. And what she said really just, like, it hit me. It, it hit me to this point where I was like, that's exactly, that's exactly what this is. Um The quote that she said was, the mind is like tofu. What you marinate it in, it becomes. Isn't that amazing?
1: That like, is amazing.
0: Right, I mean, if you I really put that. it in. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was blown away by that. Because she's right. Like, tofu absorbs everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... I I was like, that's, she's so smart. Like, she's such a smart cookie. And she goes into saying, I am a soul. What had me, how how she say? She says, I am a soul with a human experience. This is just a dress. If you don't like my dress, that's your problem, not mine. I am who I am. She says, mental, friends. She says, you have to So you have to cut out everyone who is bad. Uh she says stuff that you watch, that you listen to, that you read, have to make your mind a priority. She went on to say that um there's if a song that she's listening to, like if the words just don't fit, she's like, that's really negative. I don't want to put that in my mind. I don't want to sing that song over and over and over again because it's a lot like manifesting. So she says, I don't, I don't want to sing that song because I don't want to bring that negative energy into my life. So she makes her mind her priority. And I thought that was like perfect. Ties into like everything that we're going to be discussing today. I'm going to turn it over to you. And I want you to discuss Anything that you're comfortable with, if you don't want to discuss it, we don't have to whatsoever. This is, this is what all is going to make you comfortable. Are you, are you okay with all of that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, tell me about a unhealthy relationship for you and how you came out ahead okay i was in a
1: very unhealthy relationship with a narcissistic con man mm. so best of both worlds mm, my lord my first mistake was having the love goggles on mm-hmm and Recognizing the red flags, but choosing to completely ignore every one of them. Mm-hmm. And that was the worst mistake because it led, led me down a very dark path. And mm. I have never experienced a narcissist before to this extreme. hmm especially being in a relationship with one and living with him and having children involved, his children and my children.
0: So let me, let me ask you this. So did you notice it right away? What like, 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 let's say like first date, or did it take a couple of months or did it take till after you got married? Like when did you, when did you realize this isn't what you thought?
1: well thank god we didn't get married okay we were engaged we were together for three years mm-hmm.
0: um what was your question i am so sorry no that's that's okay <laughs> when when did you when did you realize like what what, um, what was the what was the what, what was the sign like okay this is this is not healthy
1: he completely changed It was everything that he told me and he showed me he was, Mm -hmm. was all a facade. Mm. And after the first year is when I really started picking up on it.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's. Yeah. So
1: after a year, I was heavily invested. Mm -hmm. But I still chose
0: to ignore it. And why do, you, why do you think that is? Why do, you, why do you think you chose to ignore it? Like, what was so enticing to overlook the, the bad?
1: So much, actually. Um, it's hard to pinpoint, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that I was stable again in yeah. another relationship. I had moved out of my ex-husband's house. Mm-hmm. I sold him my half of the house because we were married for 20 years.
0: Okay. So, so I think that's where I was confused. So this, you're, this is another relationship. Was it after your, after your marriage? Yes. And it okay, was, so this person is not, was not your ex-husband. This is a relationship that you were in, right?
1: Correct. Engaged. Okay. And that okay. was the extent Engaged. of it. Okay. Yes. Um. But I, you know, completely moved out of the house that my ex-husband and I had built and lived in for over 20 years.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Moved in with this toxic man. Um, All three of my children at one point lived there with us. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know where to go. If Mm -hmm. I were to leave him. Mm -hmm. I just thought. You know, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm hmm. reading too much into it. Maybe he had a bad day. Maybe continuously. Maybe, maybe, maybe.
0: Right. And
1: during that time, it continuously got worse. Hmm. Um, until he was a completely different person than he was
0: like the first maybe year, year and a half, I'd say. Right. And then by then you're like, you're so far in, in, invested in it that you just are like, I don't know what to do what's to- up and what's down.
1: Right. I right. just blew it off as it's nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: can work through it. It's going to be okay. Right. Which, looking back, that was a very valuable lesson because I now know After getting out of that relationship, I will never ignore red flags again. Mm -hmm. Ever. I will never ignore my intuition again because my intuition told me from almost the beginning, something's not right. Yeah, But because I didn't know what it was right away,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I ignorantly
0: chose to ignore it. So it's, it's very easy. It's very easy to ignore the red flags when you're in it. um, Because the thing about narcissistic people is they are very smart. They're very, very, they're very, very smart. So the definition of a narcissistic person is they are extremely self-centered, with an exaggerated sense of self-importance marked by or characterized of excessive admiration or infatuation with oneself. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like him?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So with, did he do all of the love bombing? Like, I love you. I can't live without you. We're going to get married. We're going to have a happy life. Like he just gave you the whole fairy tale did he did, he, did he you all that completely completely yeah. to the and, extreme and you are thinking to yourself i was in this really crappy relationship everything that this new relationship is giving me this is what i've always longed for i've always wanted it and it's finally here it's just this person loves me and i I'm, I'm so loved and adored and then you're like, wait a minute. Wait, is this too good to be true? No, it's good. I deserve it. I do deserve it. It's it's wait, do I deserve it? And then you start to think a lot of everything that's happening is too good to be true. Absolutely. But you still but you still go with it. You never question any of it. You, you still go with it. Mm-hmm. And then
1: he he was very good at it. Very charming. Oh yeah. Very Very charming. Mm -hmm. He knew exactly what he was saying. Just like you Mm -hmm. said, narcissists Mm -hmm. are extremely smart. Mm -hmm. They know and they they picked people that are how they grew me Mm -hmm. because of all the problems I had with my ex husband and what Mm -hmm. I was lacking in my marriage. He Mm -hmm. played on that. Mm -hmm. He's like, Well, your ex husband, in his mind, your ex-husband didn't do A, B, C, D, and E. So I'm going to do all of those and then some.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt like right. I was the luckiest woman in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. So what did he do? What did he do that you were like, this is not, like, was there Like was there one situation that happened where was a turning point for you where like, this is not what I thought this was?
1: No, not not just one thing. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of little things mm-hmm. that snowballed, and then I realized, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. Yeah, and this man does not love me. He's mm-hmm. only in it for himself. Mm-hmm. He. Changed, he started changing at first. It was very slow changes, Mm. and then it got worse, and then it got worse, and then I didn't like him anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. He was an
1: awful person, he was very mean. For instance, um, in the beginning, he knew that I liked watching shows about addiction, whether it was addiction with drugs, alcohol food, um, because those stories to me are very inspiring for the ones that actually make it through. Right. And so we used to watch a show. Am I allowed to name the show? Yeah, yeah, you can name the show. Okay, I'm just making sure. Um, My 600 pound Life, Mm -hmm. because my heart breaks for them, because people don't Mm -hmm. understand that food is also an addiction. yeah. And at first he was great with it. Had, oh, it's so sad. I hope these people get help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God bless them, bless their hearts. I mean, and that was wonderful because with my ex-husband, he was always very negative towards obese people. Mm. And so I thought, oh, wow. Again, I thought this is perfect. Mm-hmm. He even likes the same shows I like. he, he feels the same way about certain situations
0: that I do. Right. Um, you met your match. You, you, you yeah, met your exactly. soulmate, so to speak. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then over time he would start making small comments mm-hmm. that I noticed. I would ignore him, but I definitely noticed them. And then it got right. worse and worse to the point of he was saying the same exact things, the, the awful, mean, degrading things my ex-husband would say about obese people and that it's not an addiction and... Um, they can control what they eat you know they deserve to die so the, 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 the true colors were coming out correct and that was one one and yeah, then, yes that, that was like I said it, it was a lot of small things but it mm-hmm. was there was just so much and it just hit me all at once mm-hmm. and it scared me yeah
0: so how long did it take you To finally put your foot down and say, this is, this is it. I I can't do this anymore.
1: Well, I was almost to that point. Mm -hmm. And then
0: he planned a
1: weekend for my kids and I to go to Austin and party. Mm. He said, you know, you've been so stressed at work. Your OCD has been acting up yada 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 basically making himself look like the hero i'm gonna you know set up the hotel for you of course you know everything's gonna be paid for out of our bank account you don't have to worry about anything Mm -hmm. you just drive there and have the best time of your life Mm. i knew i knew something was wrong i felt it in my soul i was miserable that weekend because I knew something was about to happen, and I even asked him before I left. Am mm-hmm. I going to come back home, and all of my stuff will be in your front room or in the front yard? Yeah. And of course, no, babe, no. What are you crazy? I love you. Blah blah. Anyway, so we got home on a Monday. Mm-hmm. He was still at work when he got home. He kept asking me what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong I was like nothing's wrong and then he just went into it he was like well I'm gonna break off the engagement we're breaking up I'm done just out of the blue it just it just it just happened yes Mm. we had been fighting for months because I was fighting back yeah when I noticed the changes in him Mm -hmm. I finally was speaking up um, the way he talked to his kids, the way he talked to my kids,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the way he treated animals was horrific. Oh, God, um, no. Oh, yes. He um, he would literally chase his own daughter's dog around the house, around and around and around until he caught her and would would hit her. And if he couldn't catch her because she was so fast... He would um, throw things at her.
0: Mm. So and... he was just—he was just an abusive person, absolutely, all the way around. Yes. Now, was he like, was he an alcoholic? Did he? Was he a drug user? Did, 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 no. Was he, no, no, just just a narcissistic person.
1: Okay. Yes, and what makes it even worse is that I have known him since I was a child. Wow, because my dad and his mom. We're in the same fire department together. Yeah. My family has known him since I was, I don't know, maybe 10, 11,
0: 12. Mm -hmm. Um, So his. My dad
1: chose him to be my mom's funeral director. That's (sighs) how highly my dad thought of him.
0: Yeah. So did he, his upbringing. Was did he have you know mom and dad together? Was or mom and dad divorced? How, what was that family dynamic? One of the most toxic I've ever seen. Yeah, see, and that, and I ask that because I have done a lot of research about narcissistic um, traits, behaviors, and that uh, I, you know, I've I've read a lot of studies. Um, what a lot of these psychologists have kind of found as far as like the the trait and a lot of it is it starts at home because being a narcissist you're not born with it it's it's a learned behavior Mm -hmm. um and the questions i'm asking you are because um with 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 the experience that i've had it's it's I've I've noticed that my experience and other people's with with their narcissistic you know, abusers a, a lot of it is the same um, of course some things are, are different here and there but in but in the end it's it's always goes back to their their home how they were brought up
1: mm-hmm.
0: how their how the parents were and it, so it's kind of like um I guess it's like a coping mechanism, you know, maybe to, to, they fluff themselves up because they never had that. And so they get like this gigantic ego. Mm -hmm. um, And then it becomes, it's an, it's, it's an actual disorder. Like it's, it's, it's a known, like it's, it's, it's just really, it's a really, really toxic thing that happens. I don't think anybody grows up and thinks I want to be a narcissist when I grow up, you know, it's just kind of, something bad that happens because I don't think that anybody wants to be alone. You know, I don't think that they want to push anybody away. I just think with anything else that they just can't be in relationships because of the mental problems that they have endured for so long. Um. So what, what ended up, what ended up happening with, with the end of your relationship after. So he breaks off the engagement and then, and then what happens?
1: That night that it happened, I left. I went and stayed with my daughter. The next morning I contacted him, tried to contact him Mm -hmm. and ask about, um, the password we had on our joint savings account. And that's when I realized that he had already blocked me from everything. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So. Right. Complete. Mm Mm-hmm. So, my daughter had to communicate with him. He didn't block her. Only me. Mm -hmm. And she told him that we will be there Wednesday with the moving truck. And that Not to be there because I did not want him there.
0: And how did he take that?
1: He said, that's fine. So Mm -hmm. Wednesday we showed up early in the morning with the moving trucks and Mm -hmm. moved everything into storage.
0: Wow. Just like that, right? Overnight, your life is completely turned upside down. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. why do I keep saying absolutely I, I'm sorry I, I'm tired of that word <laughs> I keep saying absolutely no because it's like absolutely this is freaking right like yes you say yes. whatever you want you want to say absolutely 10,000 times you say absolutely 10,000 times I guess <laughs> I yeah. sound you, like you say whatever the hell you want you say whatever the hell you want you're All the guest alright All right.
1: All right. absolutely
0: <laughs> But and I never heard from
1: him again uh, uh, uh. to this day
0: to this day you've never
1: heard to, from him again to this
0: what he's he's gone you've never you 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 haven't heard from him since now i mean uh-huh. till till never actually you've Never heard from him again. How How long ago was this?
1: Um, it, over two years.
0: So you never got closure as to what the hell happened? No. What do you think happened? Besides that he's crazy, obviously. Right.
1: Um, he got what he wanted. And I was no longer relevant. He knew. He preys on... Women who are getting divorced. Because usually there's money
0: involved. Right. There's always money involved. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so. And he was able to steal. Yeah. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars from me. Yeah. Because I trusted him. I never thought to look at our joint savings account. He talked about it all the time. He's like, we're doing great. We're, We're saving so much money. Right. When actually, what he was doing was taking it out of our joint bank account and putting it into another bank account that I knew nothing about, wow. which was my money that I got from the sale of the house I had with my ex husband. So, and because he was addicted to sex, that was another issue. Mm, and he,
0: yeah.
1: it grossed me out after a while. Yeah the things he would do Hmm. and I I just so I completely stopped having sex with him yeah because I didn't want to be anywhere near him I didn't even sleep in the bed with him I slept on the couch well I'm I'm so sorry so that's so I was useless to him at that point
0: yeah i'm I'm sorry that you had to go through that because it's 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 a hard lesson that we learn when we're in those type of relationships, but i I feel like they're necessary. Do you know what I mean? like even though they're horrible, I think it teaches you for the next relationship. Um, oh, it absolutely does. I've learned and, so
1: much about what to do, what not to do, yeah, and about myself.
0: So I'm glad you said that because that brings me to my, to my next point. What I, what I have learned about relationships like this. So, um, I think Laurel, if we really dive into it, you really have to, um, I'll say it like this. It's very easy for us, right. To point the finger at that person and we say that person treated me like crap that person did this, you know, you, 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 you did this to me. But if we really want to hold ourselves accountable for 50% of the relationship, you have to dive into thinking what, what was, what was my responsibility in that relationship? Why did it go so far? Why did these things happen? And it starts with, if you truly don't have 100% love for yourself, 100% respect for yourself, 100% to know what your rules are, these things happen. And I've learned this. And this is, I'm speaking from my own experience, and, and you tell me if, if you relate to it at all. Okay. I feel that with all the terrible relationships I was in the reason why I was in so many terrible relationships and the reason why I always stuck around was because I did not love myself enough. I didn't respect myself enough. I kept thinking that love was going to change these people and I kept thinking if I just stick around, if I just if I just like act like I'm perfect, if I act like I'm like I'm just everything that they need. They'll stop doing this to me. Like they'll, they'll come to the conclusion and they'll stop doing these things to me. And that was my mindset in all of these bad relationships. And now I have realized that because I did not set boundaries with any of these people, they ran all over me. Every single one of them ran all over me. And I, that was a huge eye opener for me when I when I realized like Karen, the reason why this keeps happening to you is because you keep allowing it. You keep allowing these people to treat you like shit. That's that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So in any of my relationships, not even just with a with a romantic relationship, I'm talking like family with friends, like my own children, my own husband. I now set boundaries with everyone I'm talking about everyone and what I do now because I've learned so much about this is up front I say these are my rules if you are able to do this and respect me with all of this in return I'm going to respect you the same way you treat me good I treat you good you treat me bad I'm not going to be around. We're not, we're not going to have this relationship. Mm-hmm. So now that I've done that, I have I've lost a lot of people because of it. Um, I don't have relationships. Uh, I don't have friendships. Um, some of my family members I'm not speaking to because I personally have put my foot down with, you can't treat me this way. And I don't want to treat you that way. So I don't want us to go back and forth. So therefore, like this isn't working. And if it's not working, then we need to like take a step back and and maybe just not be in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. People don't like to hear that. People don't don't want to look in them look at themselves to be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? And a part of my growth on healing is to say, I know I'm not perfect. I know that I can be a really hard person to get along with. I know that I can um, maybe put unrealistic expectations on people. And so therefore I am I may be too hard on people. And I'm, I'm realizing it's about myself. So if you look back, do you feel that you 100% loved yourself and respected yourself when you were in that relationship. No, absolutely not. Right. So now that you are in a different mental health and a a different mental state, you now can say, if I see that red flag, there is no second chance. That's it. Like we're not doing that. Right? Right. It becomes, it becomes easier.
1: Yes. Um, because I never want to go through that hell again. Right. It's not worth it. I no, always say I'd not. rather
0: be alone. I I was comfortable being alone. Yes. And it, that's
1: where I am right now. I yeah, am so comfortable being alone. And, and people so ask me all the that. time, Mm-mm. why aren't you dating? Why aren't you mm-hmm. doing this? Right. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I was in a relationship for 25 almost 25 years over 20 with my Mm ex-husband and three with the one we were talking about Mm -hmm.
0: I'm ready to be alone and that's powerful Laurel that's very powerful Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that like that's 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 a very powerful thing as a woman to sit and be comfortable being alone Yes. Because a lot of people can't be alone and they keep jumping into relationships because they just can't be alone. And and that's why I brought that up because I want anyone out there
1: listening to know that until you're alone you don't realize how much you needed it.
0: Yes. Oh
1: girl. Yes. Pray. Don't keep yourself stuck in a miserable relationship because you're afraid to be alone because being alone is probably going to be one of the best things you can do for yourself yeah yeah and then when you're ready you have all the time in the world to find love if you're ever interested in it again some people might not be
0: yeah, some people get turned off by it all together. Yeah. And that's okay. That's yeah. okay. There's, I, I know a lot of people who are no longer in relationships. They don't want to date. They don't want to be about it. Mm-hmm. They, just, they, they travel and they're with their friends and they're just
1: yes. living their best
0: life. And then, you know, there's people like me who find someone who is nothing, nothing like their relationships in in the past. And that's that brings me to my next thing of when you are recovering from that type of relationship it's a lot of trauma that happens there's a there's a lot of things that will trigger you and will upset you with someone who probably doesn't deserve it someone who's probably a really good person but mm-hmm. because of everything that you've gone through you, your trust is just out the window you can't trust anybody mm-hmm. anymore about anything and i feel i feel bad because my husband you know, in in the beginning, you know, it's, it's, it's all perfect, but then like little things would happen. And I'm like, why is your phone going off in the middle of the night? Why, why is that happening? Where are you going? And where were you this time? And how come you didn't answer my phone call? And he's like, I'm not doing anything. Like you here, Here's my phone. Like here, you can, you can check it. You can do this. You can do that. And I'm like, okay, something's, something's not right. Like he's, he's too like, He's too willing. Like so you know what I mean? I would still find everything wrong with everything that even though he wasn't doing anything, I was still finding things. And I finally had to sit him down and I'm like, look, this is how this is how I am. This is what this is what's happened to me. And so because this has happened to me, I I just wanna like warn you, I I don't know if I'm gonna be good, you know, in the long I don't I don't know. If you wanna sit around with me and you wanna see if we can work And then he told me, he was like, you know, I love you enough. Like, we're going to, I don't want you to stress out. Like, don't worry about anything. If it's as long as it takes, that's how long, you know, if it's going to make, you know, trust me, you can look at my phone, you can do whatever you want to do. I just. Yeah. So my, my husband is just very, um, he's very patient and that's what helped a lot of my healing. Is finding someone who was understanding of the trauma, um, the, the trust issues that I had, and um, finally getting to this point where just realizing, like you know, I don't, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna worry about that anymore because <clears throat> if it happens again, I know that I'm gonna be okay. I know, mm-hmm. I know that I'll be okay, um, and so I, I don't live anymore in fear of. The bad happening anymore, like being cheated on and being lied to, and do I don't I don't I put that all on the back burner, and I am able to say my husband deserves for me to give him the chance because I know he's different than mm-hmm. than the past. So I can't let my past
1: dictate t- your it,
0: marriage it, now, right? Like I I can't let I can't let the past destroy my relationship because he's not them. And I, and I had to keep telling him, he's not them. He's not them. He's not them until it finally like, okay, he's really not them. And, um, even, you know, stepping aside a little bit from a romantic relationship. Um, I know that, you know, you, you have, you know, issues with some of your family members, Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have discussed, you know, things that, that we have a lot in common with, 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 you know, a, a family member mm-hmm. of ours or family members of ours. And, um, we still love them. We still care about them. But I think that you get to this point where you're like, I love you and I care about you, but it, maybe it's best that it's just at arm's length because when we are together, it's just not healthy. And maybe because we're not healthy when we're all together, you know, like maybe we maybe we're just better when we're all apart. Mm-hmm. And just be respectful. And and then let's just see, you know, what the what the universe does, if it brings us back together, if, if we're better, if we're not. And it's scary because you have to say, like, am I willing to let that rope go further and further away? Because like what if you what if you don't reconnect? What if you what if when you do reconnect it's not the same? But you don't really want it to be the same. You just you want it to be better, but you don't want that time in between to like make things weird. Does that or make sense? To drive a permanent wedge. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. And so um I struggle, I struggle with that, but I'm I'm just keeping a, a positive mind frame about it. And like we've uh. said before. Mm-hmm. regardless if it's family or not,
1: your mental health comes first. Yeah. Yeah, it
0: does. And and I want to be the same, you know, for theirs I, or whoever, you know, I, I I want, I don't want bad for anybody and I don't want to be bad for anybody. And so I'm, I take it personally, like this is, this is a good thing. I'm not gonna let it be a bad thing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this into something good. And if it comes back around, great. If it doesn't, well we'll just have to see, you know, what happens. The the same thing goes like with friends. You know, you you really have to pick who your friends are gonna be extremely wise. Like I, I wish I would have learned that back then. I thought that like quality was better than I mean quantity was better than quality. And so it was like, let's just have the shit ton of friends and let's be the most popular person. And then I'm like, I really don't even know half these people. Like I don't, you know, When I go like on my Facebook, I'm like, do I even know half these people? Like, do I really know these people? Probably not. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I it, and that's another thing that I, that I think as far as talking about relationships, like when you're in a, in a relationship like, you know, where you, you have friends and you're kind of like, this just isn't working anymore. Like we had our fun and and, and we you know, we shared, I don't know, a, a partying together or drinking together or high school together or whatever it was. And then it's just not there anymore. Like it's okay.
1: Yeah. Like because chapters separate. are constantly closing yeah. and opening in our lives.
0: Yeah. And I don't think people realize that, that it's okay. That yeah. Because a lot of people take it very personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they take it very personal and, and, and it's and I did too. Like, you know, with, with friends that I felt weren't being loyal to me or weren't being good to me or being a, a really good friend to me. It was kind of like, then I don't need you. I don't need you in my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now I'm at a point where I'm like, we just don't have anything in, in common anymore. Our, our lives are different. We're we're going in, in different directions and it's okay. Like, I still care about you, but we just don't need to talk every day. Or We don't need to hang out yeah. every day anymore. And, and I think that has a lot to do with, with growing up and having that health. I'll say that over and over again, because if you have a healthy mind frame, I, I think that you can see things clearly mm-hmm. instead of so jaded and, it's, and being hurt by everything. Because I used to get hurt by everything. Oh, my God, girl. I was, like, the most (laughs) sensitive person. Like, slap a label on me. And and just, you know, sensitive. Sensitive to the sun. Sensitive to words. Sensitive to everything. I was just not. I was a hard, I was a really hard person to talk to. And I would just blow up and freak out. And then I would, like, hate everybody. And then I'm like, I hate you. Go away. No, I was. But, you know.
1: Speaking of that. Uh huh. Tell me, how miserable were you then, looking back?
0: Extremely miserable.
1: Okay, exactly. I'm just saying that for the people listening, that
0: to learn. Yeah, yeah. To learn. I was, yeah. But, I was. I was extremely miserable, but I didn't mm-hmm. know that I was. You know what I mean? I thought i was like. I mean, I knew that things were crappy, but I was like, hey, you know, I'm it's whatever. But very miserable because I just didn't know my left from my right, you know, up and down. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I was completely lost into everything. And, and it's not until, you know, I, I really, when I got into my forties where I was like, I think it's time to grow up. Like, I think it's time to, to stop freaking out about everything. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it goes back to you pick
1: your own battles. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you have do to carefully
1: and... reflect and before you go head on into a battle, think about it. Yeah, think about
0: yeah.
1: it. Not necessarily you, but
0: anyway. Right, right. And I think, and that's that's really why I wanted to do this episode about unhealthy relationships because I think all of us have been in one, um, and maybe we're still in one, and you don't. You don't know like if it's you, is it me? Is it him? Is it her? Is it us? Like what, what's keeping us together? Like I think you have to ask yourself those questions. Like what am I scared of? Why am I here? Why can't I leave? Why am I staying? Is this worth it? In five years, am I still going to be in the same situation or are we going to, are we going to be better? And If you're in a relationship right now that's not healthy and and your mind is like, I don't know, I I don't know about this, then I think that's where you need to start thinking about those things and asking yourself those questions if you really want to stay and why.
1: And always, like I said in the beginning, because it's very powerful, you've got to listen to your intuition yeah you do do not ignore your intuition because it's always right
0: it is isn't it?
1: bad? you can't yeah. always listen to your
0: heart no god no your heart and your mind are two totally different entities mm-hmm. they don't speak the same language at all
1: but your intuition is going to lead you down
0: the right path and i learned that the hard way yeah yeah i did too and um I've learned, you know, talking about these things are very helpful. I think a lot of people don't want to talk about it because it's kind of shameful. Maybe it's embarrassing. And um, I have spent a lot of my life being extremely private. I don't talk about a lot of things. Um, I definitely don't share a lot of things. But I started this podcast because I wanted to be very open Um, about things because my bottom line is I want to help people all across the board in every situation, about Mm -hmm. every situation. Um, I always said, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not an expert. Everything that I talk about are, are self experiences and how I overcame it, how I got through it and the tools that I used that helped me be a happier person be a healthier Mm -hmm. person
1: and what you learned along the way
0: oh yeah i learned a lot a lot along Mm -hmm. the way um i think in in sharing about um narcissists before you know we we end it all and um i let you go for the night i i decided that i had wanted to share like in some depth, you know, without mentioning any names, of course, about a the situation that I was in with my narcissistic ex. Um, when I met this person, I, it was the same exact way for you. I was completely love-bombed immediately. Mm-hmm. I was love-bombed. But the red flags, Laurel, started on our very, very very first date date our very first date oh, and I gosh. look I look back and I'm like Karen are you kidding me like anybody would have ran for it like just yes. they would have just darted out of there but I didn't and I'm like why why the hell did I not leave and I let uh, not wanting to be alone be the driving force of why I stayed. In the that is exactly visit. why I stayed with
1: my ex-narcissist.
0: Yeah, you stay. Because was they're like, so it's bad, af- but it's not was- that bad.
1: You know, I know, so I mean, afraid of being alone. Yeah. Because yeah. the
0: dating world is scary now. Yeah, and I was sick of it. I was so sick yeah. of it. And I was just like, I'm just going to stick it out. And I did. But that date was. We went out. We had dinner. It was. It was a great night. We laughed. We had a good time. We went to another bar. We were having drinks. We were having a good time. And then, like a switch, literally a switch, it just changed. And it was. Uh, I gotta go. I got something that's come up. I gotta take care of it. And I was like, okay, you know, cool. I wasn't going to be like, tell me what's happening, what's going on, right? I just met this person. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, that's that's cool. Like, all right, not a big deal. So, you know, I get walked to my car. Um, he goes his way. I go my way. And, you know, before we part ways, I'm like, hey, like, I hope everything is okay. You know, um, You know, let me know if you're going to be okay. Let me know if you need anything. I was trying to be very helpful and sympathetic. Like, I didn't want this person to think I was upset because I wasn't upset. Um, so I leave and I, and he leaves and I leave and I'm calling one of my friends on the way home and she's like, Hey, how did the day go? And I was like, it went really well. And I'm telling her, you know, everything's happening. I'm, I'm not thinking of it as a negative experience at all. And I get a text message and the text message was like, I cannot believe how you just could not understand my situation. You, you didn't understand. I thought that was very rude of you. It was very selfish of you. you know, what? How, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you not understand? Don't worry. I will never call you again. And Laurel, when I say that, I was like, what? What the What the shit just happened? You, uh, Like, what kind of mind trip are we on? Like, huh? Right, right. So I was like, wait a minute. So. Right there. The mind game started right then and there. But because I never met a narcissistic person in my life, I had no idea what was happening. I didn't know I didn't know that I was that it was that was gaslighting. Like I didn't know that. Right. So I didn't know those either with my ex. I had no clue. You're like, what the fuck is this? So I'm like, wait a minute. But in my mind, I'm like, well, you know what? I was disappointed. I mean, maybe maybe this dude can read minds maybe he you know maybe i put off a vibe because i was kind of disappointed but it's like but i but that's natural right but i wasn't disappointed on a date that's going so well that abruptly ended right and so but that's where the mind game starts where you think like it's me i did Uh something i Uh i i messed up i so i was like oh my god i i don't know so I try to call him and he doesn't answer, right? And so I call him again. He doesn't answer. I'm like, Karen, stop calling this person. You don't, like, you're coming off crazy. Like, don't call him anymore. So I sent him a message and I'm like, hey, look, I'm really sorry. Like, that, if I came across that way, I, I apologize. Like, that, that's not at all what I meant. Girl, he blocked me. Blocked me. Oh,
1: my gosh. Me.
0: And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> there goes that. And I'm immediately like, "Oh, I messed up! Like, I messed up! I shouldn't." Oh. You blamed so, yourself. I blamed myself one thousand percent. When today, if that would happen to me, I'd be like, "Buddy, you can kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. You and the horse you rode in on can kiss my ass." Like, right? That would never. I would never ever tolerate that ever. Mm-hmm. To this, no, that would that, that just wouldn't happen. So that was the first first thing, but. Did I recognize it? Absolutely not. Didn't. I let it go. So a couple of months go by and out of nowhere, I get a, I get a phone call and it's him. Like nothing, Laurel, like nothing happened. Like if we had, like we just talked yesterday, like it was nothing. It's like, Hey, what's going on? And I'm like, uh, that is so typical. Yeah. I was like, like, I'm okay like uh so you're not mad at me anymore and he's like mad at you no why would I be mad at you my god that was such a long time ago let's move past that who cares so I'm like well because it was to the point that you blocked me right right you blocked me (laughs) come on but but I'm like okay so here I go again right ignoring it ignoring that that is weird and, and I'm only laughing about it now because you and I are both out yeah. of those situations and we've learned so oh, God, yeah. much. You've moved past it and you're like, that was a stupid, Karen, you were such an idiot. Like, oh God, <laughs> like how stupid were you? You know, that's what, that was my <laughs> mind frame. Like, God, you're an idiot. That's exactly how I felt too. Yeah. It was like, that was happening. And then it's like, well, let me take you out. Let's go here and let's do that. And girl, we were with each other every single day. Every day we were together, every night. And if he wasn't at my house, I was at his house. And it was back and forth. And that's how it was for the longest time. And it was the, the love bombing. I love you. I can't live without you. I'm going to marry you. We're going to have a life together. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is my prince. He finally wrote it, and And we're going to have Dang. an amazing life. And literally, literally, we were yeah. swept off our feet. Yeah, like I was like I've never in my life I, I at that time I was like I've never been loved this way. This is what I wanted my entire life, and it's finally here. And then you're stuck. Then like it's like it's like the 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 fly in the in the spider web, and that spider is just like yeah. I finally finally got my meal. I finally got it, and that's uh-huh. when it starts. And then he never had money. Never, never. Never oh, had money. No. I think the only time he ever had money, Laurel, was on our first date. I think that was it. He never had Jeez. money. I paid for everything. I literally paid for everything. Another
1: but, red flag,
0: ladies. Yeah. Yes. Don't pay for everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Do not pay
0: for everything. Mm-hmm. I no. I I paid for everything, and but I would get to solve the sob story. Well, I don't have a job right now. I'm in between jobs. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's just a constant story, and I'm like, okay, you know, I feel bad, like. He's trying to get a job. He can't get a job. Um, all this stuff. In, uh, so, okay, I'm like, okay, well, eventually, you know, he'll start paying. No, he wouldn't. We would go on trips. Uh, he never paid. And if he, if, if the times where I was like, okay, hey, you said you were going to give me half, like, he would have a fit. And he would start a fight. That way he didn't have to pay. Mm-mm-mm. So those things would happen. Um when it goes into the whole of like the, um, where they're so infatuated with themselves. So this person ends up moving out of state, right? Moves out of state. Uh, didn't ask me, didn't consult with me. I thought we were in a relationship, but he's like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be moving really far, super, super, super far, like far. So yeah, that's, what's going to happen. And I'm like, uh, okay, you're just going to pick, like, are we breaking up? What are we doing? He's like, no, I'm just moving, moving away. I'm gonna go to school. I'm moving away. Okay, so this person, strange, yeah, just picks up and goes. Hmm. So goes to this other place. Almost like he's running from the law. Uh, You know, you would think so, but no, it's just it's so erratic. It's crazy. He just goes where the wind takes him. So he ends up going, and he and he goes away, and then uh, the weird phone calls start, right? And it's like. It's like a conversation like you and I are having right now. Everything is fine. And then uh, he's like, hey, just want to let you know that uh, all the girls here, they are—they love my legs. I get complimented on my legs all the time. Oh, all the time. Geez. All the time. Everybody loves my legs. And I'm like, uh, huh, really? Wow. Like, they must really like skinny legs where he lives because nothing is wrong with skinny legs i just i just don't know any woman that's that's like i don't know infatuated with le- i don't know it was like chicken was legs right it was weird yeah so i was like okay cool everybody loves your legs that's awesome good for you and he's like oh you don't believe me you don't you don't believe me and i'm like i it's cool <laughs> it's cool like that's what you're saying it's totally cool and he's like you know what Jeez. you know what everybody out here they love me they all the girls out here are infatuated me they love me they're just throwing themselves at me and i'm like what
1: where what was he, he?
0: <sighs> far i'll just say that far still in the united states still in the united states just okay very far from texas and I- i'm like okay like what he kept saying it over and over again. I'm like, "What the hell does he want? What does he want me to say? He has nice legs. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, where, where are we going with this?" And he gets angry, Laurel. Like, angry to the point where he tells me off, hangs up on me, and then he blocks me. He oh. had this thing where he was always freaking blocking me, and then he unblocked me, and then he like sent me crazy messages, and then he blocked me again. It was insanity. It was, it was absolute insanity. So. Karen,
1: and finally, uh-huh my ex narcissist, yeah, did the same exact thing, not with me, but with his ex-girlfriend okay. and I would and that was another red flag I ignored. I was like, okay I'm not sure gonna send to her this her. message, yeah, and then you're too coward to hear her response, or too much of a coward to hear her response, so you block her, and then a few weeks goes by and you unblock her and. It, like you said, it was just the most bizarre thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. And the entire time while you're dealing with a narcissist, you think you're going crazy. Yes. You literally think you're going crazy, and that's the worst part about dealing with a narcissist is you think you're you're losing your mind, and you blame mm-hmm. yourself for everything. And that's why you get stuck. I don't see it being any different from being physically abused, right? Because you know the only difference is there's no bruises. But you're you're being abused mentally the same way. And Mm -hmm. it's not easy. Everyone's like, why don't you just leave? It's not that easy. It's not easy to leave someone you're being abused by because you love them. You care about them. And you're confused of what's happening. Well, and the abuse, that very much so. Mm -hmm. But
1: they have the, the abusers always have the power.
0: Yeah. They know how to keep you. Until you take it back. And that's yes. that's what I did. Exactly. When I stopped giving a shit. When I stopped giving a shit, Laurel, is when shit changed. I, it changed. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. And I'm really, really done with this. I'm not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. He's way out there. I'm way over here. Like, what the hell am I even doing? So mm-hmm. the final the final straw for me, I, I was like, it just broke the camel's back. I was like, okay, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm officially done. We talked on the phone. Uh, He said he was going to bed. I said, I'm going to bed. And I thought, we said our goodnights and we'll talk to you later, and I left it at that. And then I go to bed. And I wake up in the middle of the night, and my phone, I must have had 25 text messages, countless uh, missed calls, all from him. And as I'm reading these messages, they're still going, by the way. And, and I'm reading them and I'm like, okay, what? What is happening? What? He insults my, my sister. He starts calling my sister names. And I'm like, huh? How does my sister have anything to do with this? So he's talking about my sister. He's going crazy. He's just losing his mind in these messages, one after the other. And then it a countdown starts, right? And the countdown was like, if you don't respond to me in the next five seconds, I'm going to send you something that you're not going to like. And I'm like, what? And then the countdown begins, right? <sighs> it, was like, it was literally like a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Like the countdown starts. And then I get this image. And I look at it at this image. Oh, my God, Laurel. It oh is a gosh, pic- tell me. It's a picture of him in bed with a naked girl. <laughs> the girl, though, is facing away from the camera. I know he's taking this picture. He Mm -hmm. has his hand on her ass, and he's talking to me, right while he's got a naked girl in his bed, and I'm like
1: disgusting,
0: with his hand on her ass, and he takes a picture of her, and sends Mm -hmm. it to me. Like how disturbing is that? Mm -hmm. Like you just you took a picture with this woman without her consent, and you're sending it to me. hey go ahead. I had it. I had it, Laurel. I was like, you know what? It's over. It's so over. It's over. So I told I didn't get angry, Laurel. I didn't get mad. I was just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm I think I think I think I'm done. I think I'm done with this. So it's insult after insult. He tells me all these horrible things. You know, I'm I'm not pretty. Um, I'm I don't have this. I all of a sudden now I'm not good enough, right? I ever I'm I'm i basically a troll. I look like an oompa loompa. I, I don't know. I'm a horrible. Oh my girl. gosh. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I'm I'm an ogre. You know. I'm Shrek. So I'm like, okay. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry you feel that way. Got it. Great. We'll See you later. Mm-hmm. I never looked back. Never looked back after that. Good for you. I I completely I ended it. Um. I never respond. And He would send me messages and I'd block him. He would email me. I'd block him. I can't tell you how many times he changed his phone number just to get a hold of me. Oh. And, and just block, 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 block. And you know, it was, it honest, I think it was like maybe a year, two years ago, I got an email. An apology email. And I was like, great. That's, that's great. I'm, I'm happy for you. Good luck with your life. Uh, I'm married, so yeah. I'm good. You go and live your life. It's pretty much the gist of it. Mm -hmm. That was it. Never heard from him again. Good. But if you were, but if I was in a different mental state, I don't know that I wouldn't have been like, hey, you know, let's catch up. Let's do this. Let's do that. But because I learned so much from that relationship, it was just so easy to be like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Right. Not even on your best day. No, thank you. We're mm-hmm. we're, we're good. We're golden. You can mm-hmm. you can go about and scam other people and you know, because he's still alone and maybe he's got maybe he has a girlfriend or a wife, who knows?
1: Well, yeah, because they're liars also.
0: Yeah, they're horrible liars, but they're, yes. But you know, in the end, um, you and I are better for it. We learned a lot. Uh, I can't say I want to do it all over again, but <laughs> you know
1: what? If it if, if I need more learning lessons, I'm good. I, I've learned enough. I've reached my limit. Okay. This is as far as we're going to get. In yes. this life. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't. think it can get any worse. I don't. I don't. Just leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. Which is another reason I am so. Oh elated about being single, yeah, and comfortable yeah. with it right now. Now yeah. I'm not against it if somebody were to come along, <laughs> but I am not out there looking for it. That is you're, damn you're, not on, you're not on the dating sites. <laughs> Hell no, Tinder and plenty of fish. <laughs> no, that's <laughs>
0: disgusting. disgusting. See how you know about all of them? You're like hinge.
1: Yeah, I see them all the time and, and ads and people are like, you know, some of my friends are like, well, I met my, you know, fiance on yada yada. I'm like,
0: okay, great. I that's am you. happy for you. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that actually do connect and they are married. And it's mm-hmm. good. like, and you know what? And if you are one of those people, I'm happy for you. You are one of the, well, you are one of the few, but I'm glad it worked out for you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
1: That mm-hmm. I'm great, but not for me. Yeah, that's yeah. not to say I won't change my mind later. But
0: <laughs> right now, I'm cool. <laughs> that doesn't mean I won't get a hair up my ass and make a exactly. profile. <laughs> but as <laughs> of a right wild now, hair. As of, as of right now, I'm yes. not. As as of that, right I now, hear I hear you. Good. I, I hear what you're saying. Well, you know, I'm. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh you know, of your course your story with me and, and being my guest on here and
1: yes, I loved being... it. This was so much fun. And I hope we can
0: we help somebody. I do too. That's the that's the whole goal for this. It's just, you know, you you, you you're relatable to an audience that uh, may be going through it or mm-hmm. they're in it and they don't realize that they're in it. And I
1: mm-hmm. if
0: I've always said this, if I can help one person then then i'm i've done my job i'm uh-huh. i'm good with that and that's that is the that's my why for this podcast is it's not about me um it's it's not about anything other than being a voice to help people in situations mm-hmm. that i've been through cuz lord i could write a book <laughs> I, could, I could write a book a long really good Carol, book
1: you could have multiple books <sighs>
0: girl i could be i could be a millionaire i, I could be on, <laughs> I, I could be on a book tour <laughs> i'll for be your a book, manager yeah for years i could be on a book tour cuz that's go. how that's, that's how much shit mm-hmm. has happened in in my life and but i'm glad you know i'm i'm glad i am in in a better situation i am in a very healthy marriage and my kids are happy i'm happy I think my husband's happy. He better be happy. He better be. <laughs> he better be. He better be. <laughs> he always says that. He's like, "I knew it. I knew marrying a Latina. I knew what I was getting myself into." I said, "No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> you know what you were getting yourself into, but just stuck now, buddy. That's right. You're with stuck. all this
1: spiciness."
0: Yeah. So you know anything else? Anything else you want to throw in there before we? Before we Um, say our our goodbyes? No,
1: I don't I don't think so. I mean we can definitely um maybe in another session go deeper into it.
0: Yeah. I mean we can definitely, definitely, definitely Mm -hmm. do this again. And I have a feeling that
1: there are a lot of women out there and maybe even men. Yeah. Yeah, it's this not is definitely. Just,
0: no, because you're, yeah, I know what you're going to say. It's not just exclusive to us. No, no, not at all. I know, I know men that are in abusive relationships mm-hmm. too. Men can be abused too.
1: Absolutely.
0: They can, <clears throat> they can and definitely go no again with that stupid word. All oh, right. I'm done with myself. <laughs> I should put a counter for every time you say it. And I'd be like, all right, Laurel, here is your counter. You said absolutely 3,124 <laughs> times. <laughs> Why haven't you had Laurel on as a guest? Because she says absolutely too much. Because she can't stop saying absolutely. And I couldn't take it anymore. And my audience <laughs> just got sick and tired of hearing the <laughs> no. I think oh, we all God say goodness. something, you know, over and over. I say um, like um, and I'm trying to stop saying um a million um. times. You know, but, you know, um... Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? I said um. Damn it. Damn it, damn it. Dad. Don't say absolutely <laughs> and I won't say um. Yes, ma'am. But that's not going to happen. We're going to say it. But uh, I would love, I would love to hear from my audience. I would love to hear people's, like, opinions, um, People want to share stories about their narcissistic relationships mm-hmm. whether it be with your friends, with your family, co-workers, because, girl, you know, co-workers can make your ass crazy, too. De- oh, you know can make definitely. Crazy. I could I could do a book about coworkers. It yes. Like, but I won't. Uh, but yeah. So, you know, if you have a story and you want to share it with us, you can um, go over. I have a Facebook page. And on that Facebook page, it's um, The Hen House, and you go on there. Um, it's open to the public, so you can go on there. There's questions. Um, there's a Q&A on there. You can put, you know, your whatever. You can chat. You can message me. Whatever. If you have an idea for uh, an episode, I'd love to hear it. And that's pretty much it, Laurel. Thank this was for, fun. Thank you for being here. I absolutely love you. Thank you for your patience throughout this entire process, which I think <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> we kept getting disconnected <laughs> constantly, and it was like, what the hell is happening? But we made it. But we, we made it. it. We made it. We made it to the end. So every 30 forget.
1: seconds, I have been yeah. tapping my phone so it doesn't fall asleep or it doesn't turn off. Oh, you need to change your setting in your phone, you weirdo. Well, it's on 10 minutes, <laughs> but I wasn't going to take a chance. Okay, you keep tapping at it. Yes, <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Oh, this was fun. This, it was very fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you
0: for being. Are you following the hen house? Do you follow Do you follow mm-hmm. me? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Are you, are you telling your friends to follow? Um, I haven't, but I will. Only well. because I haven't been on facebook recently that's okay i'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a couple of minutes to do that not a couple of days a couple of oh, minutes. minutes got yeah. it okay so okay, don't be like it. laurel don't be like laurel make sure that you that you're following this podcast because when you follow it sends you notifications that a new episode has dropped so you hear it as soon as it drops right that's awesome mm-hmm. that's awesome <laughs> so join join uh join the facebook page at the hen House. Follow and thank you, Laurel. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for being my guest for the 10th millionth time. You're um, so welcome. And thank you for having me as your first guest. It was it was an honor, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Time's over. All right, my love. Well, this will conclude episode two. You made it to episode two with me. Woohoo! Yeah, so the next episode. Uh I think about that one. Like I got it. Maybe, you know, it'll be a maybe we can a, brainstorm. Yeah, definitely brainstorm for our next episode. It'll it'll be good. It'll be juicy. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can we can spill some tea. You know, that's always fun. oh Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Laurel, thank you again. I love you. I love you too. Alrighty. Check you next time at the hen house. Bye. Bye.